Hello, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for the announcements. And uh, now we're going to have the preaching. Today, I am the preacher. For those who don't know my name, my name is Fabiana. I'm pastor of the church also with Pastor Marcio and Pastor Paulo. And it's, I feel very honored to be here together to share the word. Today is a very special day. Today is Passover, Passover Sunday. And we are here to celebrate this time. At the end, as Pastor Marshall mentioned in the beginning, we're going to have the Lord's Supper. We have here. And I challenge you to prepare for yourself and for your family. Prepare some juice and some bread. And at the end of this preaching, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Amen. And before I start preaching, let's pray together. Close your eyes and let's have this time of prayer. Father God, we feel so honored, Lord, to be here, oh Lord, together. Lord, being able to share your word. Lord, and we ask you for your anointing, Lord. We ask you for your holy presence upon us, Lord. We ask you for your Holy Spirit to move among us, Lord. And you can touch our hearts, Lord. And speak to us, Lord. And help us, Lord, to use everything that you are giving us today, Lord, to make change in our lives, Lord. Because we don't want to be the same, Lord. But we want to change. We want to be close to you. We want to be like Jesus, Lord. And we ask for you to... Help us to understand. Give us this anointing now, Lord. And use my life, Lord, to share this preaching to all my brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. As I mentioned, today is Passover Sunday or Easter Sunday. We're going to say here all this preaching, the word Passover, because it's the word that we have in the Bible. And I, I hope you can get some of the story about this, the, the Passover and all the meaning and be blessed in this day. One thing we need to understand, God has a plan of redemption for the world. And he loves this world and he wants you to have everybody close to him. And he prepared this plan since the beginning when he called his people out of the Egypt, he gave them seven fest festivals. And in all these festivals, each one has part of this plan of redemption. We're going to look today in three of these festivals. The first one is Passover. I don't know if you know that, but Passover is celebrated in the 15th of Nisan. And the, it's a month in the Hebrew. And the calendar, in, in our calendar, is, it sometimes comes in the month of March or April. This festival points to the cross. The Passover festival points to the cross. This year, it, it was celebrated in Israel Thursday 9th. Not Sunday, but they celebrate on Thursday. The, the next day after Passover... In Israel, they start celebrate the seven days of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. For seven days, no yeast is not allowed in the house of the Israelis. And after the seven days, they celebrate 
a third festival called the First Fruits. In one week, they, they have three festivals. And I'm going to explain a little bit about each one of them. Those three festivals are all related to Jesus Christ and with our redemption. It's very special for every one of us. Jesus died on the Passover day. He was our Passover lamb. His blood was shed to protect us from death. East in the Bible, when the, the festival and the second day start, East in the Bible represents sin. Seven means whole, complete. The word of Jesus at the cross, sorry, the work of Jesus at the cross was com complete, was perfect. That's why they could not have ease on their house. This festival tells us that, that the death of Jesus cleaned us from our sins. Jesus died for our sins and we rose on the day of the first fruits because he is the first of many that will have their bodies transformed. Let's read this Bible verse, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 to 23 says, But in fact, Christ was being raised from dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man come death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Christ the first fruit, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. It means we, Jesus was the first one who resurrected from death, from the dead. And we are going to be the same at, after the, the, when Jesus come back. All of us, we're going to have a body like Jesus. But this is not my preaching today. And unfortunately, I don't have time to go about all the festivals. Because there is other festivals they celebrate, like the Pentecost and the Trumpets and the tabernacles, but today we don't have time to explain all about that. But let's, let's look at the Passover festival and what happened at the time when the Hebrews were in Egypt. In that time, they were slaves. And God sent the plagues. In that time, God sent ten plagues. God wanted to have their people free and living for him, worship him. But they were in bondage. God sent Moses to set them free. I will go into details. Sorry, I will not go into details. But each plague was plague was was to judge the gods of the Egyptians. You can see this in the in the book of Exodus 12 and verse 12. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt. And strike down every firstborn or both people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. God said that he will judge all the gods of Egypt. And he used all the plagues, all the ten plagues to judge every one of the gods. When he killed the sons, 
he was telling the, the Egyptians that the Pharaoh was not a god because they believed that Pharaoh was a god. And he was just showing to them, your king is not God. I am God. I am in control of all the situation. But, it's, but it is essential to notice that in those days, the ones who obey what the Lord was saying were protected. Exodus 12, 13 says, The blood will be a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. It was wonderful to see because God gave the instructions for the Passover meal, for the killing of the lamb. Those who obeyed him, they were protected. They didn't suffer. They didn't suffer the death of the, the firstborn in their house. For them to avoid death, from the 10th plague, they had to follow God's instructions at this and stay home. They have to stay inside. Looks like we are having something like that in these days, isn't it? They marked their homes with the blood. They stay inside. And when the angel of death passed, passed over their house, their sons did not die. After that night, they were set free to go to the promised land to serve God. Exodus 12, 23 and 24, I want to read with you now. When the Lord goes through the land to, to strike down the Egyptians, he will set, see the blood on the top and sides of the door frame and will pass over that doorway. And he will not permit the destroyer to enter your house and strike your down. Obey this instruction as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. It's the main thing that I want you attention. They have to obey the Lord. Obedience was the way for them to be protected. And this is the same for our lives. As we obey the Lord, obey the word of God, we, we are protected, we are safe, we are saved. Amen? I want us to reflect in what is happening nowadays. I want to share something that God is putting in my heart. I do believe that what we are going through in this past day has God's hands on it. Some people say that it is a human-made virus. Others may blame the Chinese government, but in my opinion, we don't know the truth and we cannot blame anybody. We need to understand that God is in control and he, in, in this time, we need to reflect. We need to search our hearts. I do believe that God is calling us to look to all these things that's happening and use this time for us to understand what God is talking to us. What God is speaking to us. And talking about searching, I want to tell you something very interesting. Just need some. There is something that God ordained his people to do. Did you know 
that one day before Passover starts, the Jewish families, they have to search for all the yeast that they have in their homes. They need to get rid of ordinary bread and many kind of food that has yeast, and they must take it out of their house. No yeast is allowed inside of the home. What God is telling us here, it's time for us to search our hearts. There is one passage that Paul the Apostle said to, to the Corinthians about the East. Let's read 1 Corinthians 5, 6 to 8. It says, Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little East leavens the whole bath of dough? Get rid of the old yeast, so that, so that you may be a new unleavened bath, as, as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, the festival of Passover, not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. We need to take out the malice, the wickedness, and be sincere and true. We need to put this in our lives. Sometimes we need to stop and check what's going on. Like they had to, to search for the East and take out the East from their house. We need, as a Christian, in this day, especially this day, because we are like them. We are inside of our house. We cannot go out. We have to wait for this plague to go away from our, our land. But as we are inside, what are you doing? Are you searching your heart? Are you looking inside of you? Because we need to look and see, is there any malice? Is there any weakness in my life? I need to take this out and I need to, to work and be sincere and be true all the time. Say the truth, speak the truth. Don't be full of malice. Don't use word, twisted words, but use the sincerity and the love that God is giving to us. This path, this path months, God is shaking the nations. I do believe that God is shaking the nations. We are not going to live life in the same way anymore. Many areas were affected, like health system, econo economy, tourism, factories, shops, cultural activities are not going on anymore, sports activities they had to stop, conference and even church gathering. We are not allowed to have gathering anymore. And these are changings and it raises a lot of questions in our hearts. And we need to understand what's happening and ask God to guide us. Because I do believe something new is going to start after that. And maybe it's not going to be some good things. And we need to be prepared and be strong with our faith for everything that's going to happen after. In the days of the first Passover, God sent plagues to judge Egypt. And only, and only those who obeyed him were saved and protected. Obedience is a key word for us as a Christian. 
God is looking for those who are willing to obey him. God is bringing judgment these days. This judgment, I do believe, is not to destroy us, but is a call to wake us up, to repent and to seek him. Another point is God is calling us to relationship. Do you know why God created you? Do you know why God sent Jesus to die at the cross? God wants a bride. He's looking for a wife. The Bible says that he, he chose Israel to be his wife. And he took them out of Egypt to marry them on the Mount Sinai. But we know this story. They rebel. They disobey. Because the law wasn't in their hearts. Because, because he loved us. What God did. God sent Jesus to fulfill the law. And to write the law in our hearts. And God is working in his plan of redemption. He never gave up. He's coming back to get his bride. And do you know? You are the bride of Christ. We are the bride. The church, all those who believe in Jesus are part of the body. But how is the body of Christ doing? How is the body of Christ doing? I want you to think about, if you think about the church that you know, that is around you, our own church, how is the church doing? Do you see in yourself as bride, do you see love for, your, for the bridegroom? Are you full of love for the bridegroom? Do you see in yourself as a bride that you are running from sin? That you don't want to, to go and practice sins? Are you willing to be close of your beloved? We need to ask these questions to ourselves. How is your heart about Jesus? About your beloved? Are you willing to be close to him? Are you willing to be very, very close to him? I'm asking this question to you and myself. To you, to take... Do you take pleasure in praying and studying his word? Do you love his presence, having a relationship with him? Do you love to serve the body of Christ? Do you have pleasure to help maybe with the music ministry or reception or children ministry, praying, dancing? There is so many things that we can do in church, sound system, so, so many things, translation. We need translation here in our church and other things. Do you have pleasure to help in church or, do, uh, or are you afraid to help? What is God doing this day? He's preparing the church, his beloved bride, for the wedding. This quarantine time is a time for us to be prepared, to get connected to him. I do believe that God is using this time to bring us close to him again, to, to restore this love in our hearts for our beloved. Because I, I feel that we lost this. We, we are not so in love for him like we, we need to be. And I do believe that God is restoring this in our lives. One thing for you to think about. 
If the persecution comes, are you ready to not deny Jesus? If they start prohibiting people to come to church, and you know, we have some in some countries, the Christianity is not allowed. Are you ready to not deny your Savior? We need to think about that. Are you ready to not accept the mark of the beast? If the Antichrist raises in the future? Or what if we are not going through persecution and the rapture happens? Are you prepared for the rapture? Are you full of love for Jesus Christ? I see God's moving and shake us these days. And if you, are, if you have ears, you have to hear what the Spirit is saying. Because I do believe He's shaking the nations with all this disease, with this pandemic, to call our attentions. Yesterday I was talking to my friend and she told me that Bible have been, they are selling more Bible than never before. People are becoming thirsty for God. But if you have been in church for many years, your challenge is to grow in your relationship with God because you can be someone that's going to help those who are buying the Bible now. And they, maybe they don't know how to read, how to understand. But if you have the answer, you have to be prepared to help them. We need to be prepared. Amen. God loves us and He wants to bring you close to Him. He's giving you time to reflect and to get organized. I'm sure you never had a holiday like that. Inside of your house, with your family, with plenty of time to talk and being with them. How are you using this time? As Ruan said in the announcements. What are you receiving from the Lord? What will happen when this time finishes? Are you prepared to leave the Corona Village? A friend of mine used this term, Corona Village. And this time now we are in this village, the Corona Village. But we don't want to stay here forever. Are you, are you want you to, to get out? I, I, I want to get out of this village as soon as possible. But I want to get out with my life totally transformed. Not the same way when I start this time. When all of this quarantine ends, what are you going to do? I hope you are going not to return to your old habits, but you are going to be strong in your faith, beliefs, and many good things we will change. I want to address some points for you to think about in this time that you are staying home. These are areas that maybe you are holding and, and you need to change. You need to work on it in this time. I really, I was really blessed with this preaching from Dr. Howard Morgan. He's a Jewish messianic pastor. And I want to share some points of this, this preaching. One point is, how do you feel with failure? Don't let past failures or the fear of failure stop you. 
So many people stop in their walk of faith because they have fear of fail failure. Some because they are afraid of success. However, fears operates in your life. Do not, do not let it determine your future or your de destiny. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear never comes from the Lord. Is always built on lies that we believe. When we expose the lies, the fear will die. I have personally experienced the life-transforming power of this truth. Even if you fail, so what? Failure is not an issue for the Lord. We are afraid of, of, of fail, failing. Some, many times we are afraid to not accomplish something. But I want you to help you to understand. Your God, our God, He is not interested on about your failure, failures. He is interested about you trying to do things. And your faithfulness on Him, your trust on Him. Obedience and faithfulness are the most important. These scriptures teach us the Lord will say at the end, Well done. My good, pay attention. Well done, my good and faithful servant, not my successful servant. Because God is measuring, God's measure of success is not faithfulness, is our faithfulness and obedience. God is always looking for the condition of our heart and the fruit of our lives. Like we can read in 1 Samuel 16, 7. We are called to obey and leave the results to the one who gives the increase. We need to learn to trust in God. Because so many times we are afraid of failing. Because we think everything is in our hands. And we need to do everything. But sometimes you have just to obey the Lord. And God is going to guide you to some situations. And He's going to take over this, that, that situation. He's going to move through your life just because you obey. You need to learn and trust in Him. It is better by far to stand before the Lord on the great day of the accountability and say, I obeyed you and walked in faith. Although things didn't work out, they actually fail sometimes. Then tell him that you buried and you hide everything that God gave to you. And because you are afraid of failing. God is calling you to use your talents. Doesn't matter if you can do the thing good, perfect. But the challenge is to use what you have. And do what God is calling you to do. And I do believe all these things, that all the talents that God gave you, everything that God gave to you, you have to use for His glory. And the, the, the beauty of this is God's going together with you. Because He is the one who strengthens you, who gives you the power to work on your talents, on your gifts. He, he give you so many things and He call you to do so many things. But it's not on your own power. It's with Him. He is the one who's going to give you the strength for you to accomplish 
your calling and everything that you're called to do. I can understand this very well with my own life because sometimes I'm afraid to do some things. I have fear, but when I pray and I ask God, God, come and help me. I feel his strength with me and I, I'm able to accomplish things that he's calling me to do. And you have to believe that he's always with you. Don't be afraid of failing. Just trust him. Trust the Lord and he's going to help you. And this time of the quarantine, it's good for you to evaluate because maybe you have talents that you are hiding. You're not using these talents. And you, maybe you're not trusting the Lord because I do believe if you trust him, he's going to help you to use all the talents that you have to, to be a blessing wherever you are. Don't be afraid because what he gives to you you must use. Don't hide. Don't be like the servants that hide and at the end they were thrown away from the presence of the Lord. They were not allowed to be in his presence. And we need to awake for this. God is calling us to use whatever we have for his glory. Amen. Another point for us to, to understand that we need to search in our hearts it's about lies. How do you deal with lies? Because there are many things that sometimes we believe and they are lies and we don't agree and we are not, we are not fully connected with ourselves, with the Lord, and we are not walking the way God is calling us to walk. Are there lies that have defined you in the past? Are there lies that you still believe about yourself, your future? your gifts and, and callings, what defines you? Who defines you? How is your identity defined? If I ask you to fill this blank, what things would you say about yourself? I am da-da-da. I am a conquered. I am loved by God. Oh, I am a failure. I am someone that never received anything. I am a weak person. What, what is you? When lies define us, they create a, self, a false self-image. When we believe lies about ourselves, we don't live in honesty with ourselves, with others and with the Lord. When we live in a false self-image, we believe that I am a, this kind of person when we actually you're not. Or you believe I am not that kind of person when deep in your heart you know you are. As the Lord deals with us about his plans for our life, we can sense this conflict and dishonesty in the depths of our spirit. If you don't overcome the lies that create that dishonest, you eventually surrender to them and believe that just who you are. We, we end up living very superficial, mediocre spiritual lives with minimal fruit and justify our life choices by believing, well, that is just who I am. We need to believe that what, what the word says about us is the truth. When you learn to cast down those, thing, those lying thoughts, 
we start living in the, the, the life that God is calling us to live. Colossians 3.10 says, And you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after image of its creator. We need to, to, to put the things that God's giving us. We need to renew in knowledge and you need to have the image that the creator has for us. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Building upon that identity, Isaiah 17, sorry, Isaiah 15, 15, 4, 17 says, No weapon formed against us can succeed. No one words of behaviors, no wrong thoughts or bad feelings, no false human or supernatural authorities, nothing and no one can stop us from fulfilling all the Lord has called us to do. Amen? The other point, just to, to close this, this time, how you deal with forgiveness? We need to understand that we, if we hold peoples in our hearts we are holding like uh, we are it's like if you don't forgive people it's like you are drinking poisoning and killing yourself because when you don't forgive people you are just holding these bad feelings inside of you and this is killing your your life we need to forgive we need to let things go. We, we need to live a life that is not full of regret and bitterness. But we need to have a life full of love and forgiveness for others. And Jesus taught that in the prayer of the prayer, um, the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespassers, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We need to understand. Forgiveness is a way for us to connect with our Lord also. Because if we are holding people here on earth, God cannot have connect with, connection with us. As we forgive people here, our connection with God becomes more clear and clear. As we clean our lives from all this East, from all these sins, our relationship starts growing more and more, and we, our love for Him also will grow. We need to be prepared to leave this Corona village. As this, this pandemic goes away, and I do believe things gonna become starting bit by bit. I don't. I don't believe that they will allow us to gather again in the whole church next week. But I do believe things will be more relaxed in a few weeks, and we're gonna come back to the normal things. But how are you gonna leave this place when you return to your job? How are we gonna be? 
I do believe that the Lord is preparing each one of us for a great revival. But in this time for us to but it is time for us to go to the secret place and clean our own lives and take out all the east, grow in intimacy with our beloved bridegroom, being obedient, faithful, believing who you are in Christ and forgive those who hurt you. Renew the covenant that was made with us through the blood of Christ and be ready to leave this Corona village and enter in the promised land because God has wonderful things for us. Even though things around us cannot be good, but I do believe inside of us we can be connected and full of love for our beloved Jesus. Let's pray. And after that, we're going to have the Lord's Supper. Father, I thank you very much for this word, for the challenge that you are giving us in these past days. Father, I do believe that you are calling us to grow in our relationship with you. I do believe that you are calling us, Lord, to have a heart full of love for you, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, for you to help us, Lord, to wake up, Lord, to search inside of our hearts what is holding us to be close to you, Lord. If we, we have someone to forgive, Lord, if we are, Lord, not trusting you enough, Lord, if, if we are full of fear and things that is holding us, Lord, from being close to your presence, I ask you, Lord, for you to help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be set free from all this bondage, Lord. We want to be, Lord, like your people, Lord, celebrating this time, Lord, celebrating the Passover, Lord, celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, Lord, and receiving the healing that we have to the body, through the blood of Christ, Lord. Help us, Lord, to overcome our fears. Help us, Lord, to overcome, Lord, this word. And to be more and more connected to you, Lord. Help us to be prepared for what is going to happen in the future, Lord. We want to be prepared for your return. We want to be this bride, Lord, full of love, clean, and prepared for being together with the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. Thank you very much for this time, Lord. And bless each one of my brothers and sisters. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Now Pastor Marcio is going to be together with us and we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Hallelujah. Now we're going to have a very special time. We are going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Did you know the, supper, the Lord's Supper can be, the Bible says for us to evaluate ourselves when we drink and when we eat. If you drink or eat in, a, in one word manner, you cannot receive the blessing of God. But the Bible says this is the cup of the blessing. The cup of the blessing. And I really believe now you are going to be blessed. Yes, I want just to read some verse from the scripture. If 
in few minutes we are going to eat and drink together and to have the, the Lord's Supper. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to bless your juice and your bread and we're going to celebrate. First Corinthians 11, 23, 25 says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, in the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. My beloved brothers, this is, Jesus said, this is my body. That it's given to you. And I want you today to have the Lord's Supper. But with your heart full of faith. Because if you are, your heart is okay with God. If it's not, you can open your heart, confess your sins. But you are going, when you eat... Everything that Jesus did at the cross are going to come over your life. If you are sick, this body can heal you. <laughs> yes. Because this is, uh, this is the cup of blessing. This is the body of Christ. And in his body, he took our curse. He took all your pain, all your infirmity. By his stripes, you are healed. Then when you eat, you can be healed. And Jesus said, when, when, you, when, you, when you eat, sorry. Jesus said, this is, this is my blood that I am, that I am giving to you. Or through his blood, you are for, you are received forgiven, and also through the blood of Jesus, protection will come over your life. When you drink it, you are going to be protected. Did you remember when they put the blood of of the lamp? Protection came over their lives. Also, when we drink it. The blood you bring protection of your life. And the body of Jesus Christ. Are going to bring you healing over your life. And I want you to take the Lord's Supper. Not as a ceremony. Not as a ritual. But you drink and receive it. With your heart full of faith. Because at the cross, Jesus takes our sins and gives us righteousness. He takes our sickness and gives us healing 
He takes our sorrow and gives us joy. He takes our curses and gives us his blessing. Then Jesus took the bread, broke it, gave thanks, and gave it to his disciples. Now, if you are family together, you can give the bread to all of them in your family. Share the bread right now. Now you can eat the bread. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was given at the cross. Thank you, Father. You took all our curses to give us our blessings, Father. Father, thank you because we can celebrate today that very special day. In Jesus' name, eat it. In the same way, after supper, he took, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. This, is, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. Or do not forget what I did for you at the cross. The price that I paid giving my blood to you for your salvation, for the forgiveness of your sins. Now you can drink it. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time. Thank you, Father, for your body that was given at that cross for our salvation. Thank you for your body that strengthens our physical body and we are healed, Father. Thank you for the health that we have. We have a health body because Jesus took our pain infirmities. No pain, infirmities, you come against us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for the blood that was shed in that cross for our protection. And for the forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. And I bless all of you. May the peace of God be upon your house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. May God bless all of you. Have a great week. See you soon in Jesus' name. Amen.